Hello and welcome back to the Red Path. Today, I'm having a discussion with Danny Brook from Hellstorm Wargaming. Dan, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, thank you, and uh, thank you for having me as well. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. So, uh, just for anyone who's watching and doesn't know about Hellstorm, which by this point you really should, uh, why don't you give us a little rundown about what Hellstorm is and uh, how you got involved in it? Yeah, sure. So, um, Hellstorm Wargaming is a, a bat rep channel mainly for 40k in Sheffield, Manchester, or Sheffield, North England. <laughs> and we've got around about, I'd say, 10, 12 members that will help out with bat reps and stuff like that. Uh, the main man in charge is Mikey. Uh, Hellstorm Mikey, who's always on YouTube uh, trying to create all sorts of content during the <laughs> pandemic to keep people busy or interested, uh, whilst the rest of us are all sat at home twiddling our thumbs, um, <laughs> waiting to uh, waiting to get gaming again. But uh, I believe he's been around for about five, maybe five years. He started it, or a couple of years. Don't get me, don't test me on that. And if Mikey uh, does listen to this back, my, my history of Hellstorm will uh, not go down well. <laughs> well, I, I'll be up front with you. He uh, sent me an email that I had to sign a, uh, a waiver form, a release to, oh. to be allowed to talk to you. And uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, this, this, this has got to be forwarded to him and he's going to have his team of crack lawyers go over it. And, uh, <laughs> You know, well, that'll be to- that'll be Tom then. So I'm sure okay. there'll be some memes in, uh, in that or something. Yeah, no, nah. no. I, I I did chat to Mikey um, like when I first asked you if you'd be interested mm. in coming on because um, you yeah, know with brand, it being his yeah, brand, you know. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's his brand. He needs to make sure that uh, I'm representing it because I'm part of the team. So I yeah. fully fully get why he's going to have a have a little pre-listen a yeah. little pre-check <laughs> no nah. honestly he didn't he didn't do any of that but out of uh you know good grace i'm probably gonna uh, give him the link you know a couple of days early just in case he wants to give it a once over so um yeah. mikey if you're listening early you know you're a top bloke <laughs> <laughs> God, you've got don't listen to anything else we're gonna say all right yeah you can <laughs> skip the rest <laughs> yeah. so um all right i i just want one quick question um <clears throat> And then I'll jump on to my, my, my actual list of questions, I guess. Now, yes. I, I've been following Hellstorm, I, I, not from the very beginning, but from very early on. Um, and, you know, originally when it was, uh, uh, I think Mike, um, the other Dan B, um, yeah. and a couple of the other guys. And then I believe the first time I saw you on there was, I want to say it was No Retreat with you and Tank. Is that correct? Yeah, that was my very first bat rep, and I think Mikey, yeah, he had a couple of buddies, like Elliot as well, he's, yeah. he's been pretty much from the start, yeah. and obviously Dan as well, um, but yeah, the, myself and Tank, who obviously, Tank's also part of the channel now, yes. our very first one was being part of, invited to the no, the no Retreat tournament through, which for anyone, I'll touch on that in a little bit, um, but it's like a prestigious event done by the guys at SM Battle Reports who yeah. literally, if, if your painting's, you know, up to scratch and like very, very, very high quality, then yeah. you're going to get an invite. So, um, yeah, prestigious event with regards to like the hobby-wise thing, hobby side of things. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely is. It's a, I, I always enjoy watching the uh, SN stuff anyway, but there, when, when you get to see some of those back reps from the No Retreat, I like, oh my goodness, the, the quality yeah. of that paintwork is phenomenal. And, and a good thing with Linkin SN is in is that they've also got like a dedicated World Eaters yes. army and stuff like that, which is always good for uh, for ourselves to, to get any kind of ideas from or just, yeah. just to watch and enjoy. So 
Yeah, they're a yeah, they're, they're a top channel. I really enjoy yeah. them. Between Hellstorm, SN, Tabletop Tactics, and and a couple others, but I, I always gravitate anyone who's running World Eaters. You know, you're, you're going to get my subscription. Yeah, Lawrence and the boys as well. I know there's like other other channels in the uh, in the US and stuff. It just must be our uh, UK charisma that, uh, <laughs> that, that helps out with that. Yeah, definitely. All right, so um, I'm going to jump on to the uh, the sort of scripted quest- questions, I guess. Here, and um, yeah. first off, I want to know a little bit about you know your history with 40k, how you got started, what got you into the hobby. You know, kind of a bit of your personal background, I guess. So tell me about that. Yeah, sure. So, um, obviously, touched on where we're at now. But yeah. at the start, I was uh, I got I got into the hobby by, and it's not probably it might not be everyone's usual route. But uh, I asked an old Xbox buddy, a lad called Tom, like, oh, have you got any books that you know you recommend to read? Because I'm, I was reading some uh, some old school fantasy from like David Gemmell and stuff like yeah. that. And I kind of like ran out, and I was like looking for a different direction. He was like, "Oh, try, try Go Trex and Felix, and uh, try the Heresy stuff. You'll you'll love that." And I remember, like most people know, as a kid, like Games Workshops yeah. and Forty K and stuff like that. Um, so I was like, "You know what? I will. I'll, I'll go out, grab a uh, Horus Rising, and I did not look back. <laughs> right. I did not. And that was like my first kind of like toe, like dipping a toe into the water into into like Forty K and, and the hobby itself. So." All started by reading those books, man. Getting into that law, yeah. It, it's it's such a great um, like entry into the hobby. Like I, mm. I really like the the Black Library stuff, and especially that Horus Heresy series. Oh, if anyone's not read them, like Aaron Dembski Bowden is, oh. is a wizard. He's yes. an absolute wizard. Him, uh, Dan Abner, Raymond Neal. Yeah, um, they they yeah they they know how to write those boys. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So it, it got really um, from from just getting into the books, and then you kind of as you buy the books, don't you? You're kind of going into your local gaming store and <laughs> chatting with the manager, and before you know it, the manager's like full on got you down the rabbit hole. Yeah. But that's what happened. Just a quick little chat. Now he's like one of my best mates now as well. So um, yeah, it's, it shows what what can happen in in the hobby. You know, it's it's a crazy thing. It's yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a great business model from them because yeah, you go in exactly like you said because you want to pick up a book. You want to, yeah. you know, you just want to look at the cool things that are in the in the shop window, and then suddenly you're like, "Well, I guess I'm working overtime for the next month uh, because I absolutely yeah. need this <laughs> and need this in my life." And I'll tell you what my first model was that I oh, purchased. Yeah, it was uh, one of the nights. The nights were just out, and me and my like my original like gaming buddies were like, "Right, we're going to have to each buy a night. We're going to um, get a little tournament going, like a little mini like." custom rules going on and we're just going to battle each other and see how many engine kills we can get and stuff like that so that's literally how it started went for like the probably one of the biggest models at the time in the range and uh and yeah got all the paints and all that i was i was i was in his back pocket at that point yeah Yeah, they (laughs) they get you and and they never let go so well okay so that tells us a little about you you know about how you got into it and your, your first model your first kind of army there but uh, what about the World Eaters? What what brought you into playing with as well? I know they're not your main army or your only army for sure, but yeah. you're obviously a fan. What what got you into them? Yeah, I'm definitely not like a uh, with on the competitive like a Don Hewson here, but with uh, um, 
with regards to like the army itself and like knowing how to use it and stuff, um, I, I really again back with the with the original gaming group that I started um, yeah. playing the hobby with. Uh, we again and linking it with the books and the lore, the thirty k battles, you know, space power armor and power armor. Um, I got yeah. into seventh edition heresy. So, and again, when we started. There wasn't that many. There was all, all the legions and stuff. You could obviously custom paint and stuff, but there wasn't many primarchs. So the four of and it was the four of us, uh, and we all wanted to have a primarch with our legion because yeah. they're absolutely crazy. Who Why wouldn't? Not? And and I won't lie. Like my first love because of the law um, was space wolves and how how they act and how they interact with each other. I absolutely loved that. Yeah. But they didn't have Lehman Russ at the time. So one of my buddies got uh, salamanders. Vulcan was out, and there's no other loyal Primarchs. So we kind of like, well, what we got? There's Comrade, there was Fulgrim, and there was Angron. I was like, well, World Eaters, Base Wolves, they're you know the Falca Femraka are very similar yeah, in how they, absolutely. how they, how aggressive they are and stuff like that. And I just thought, well, I'll just happily jump ship and let's let's get onto the World Eaters. You know, let's get those get the nails biting, and <laughs> and that's how I got my first army was buying Angron, buying Khan from from Forge World, and then just slowly slowly building building the the force up so even though i bought the the knight as the, the big first model i didn't really venture into knights that was just like a little bit of fun yeah the world years were how i started to play and learn learn the game itself and start to like kind of the ins and outs of seventh edition at the time anyway. yeah. and yeah just having that the, the the power armor battles that's kind of like what we envisioned from the books and that we wanted to see on um the tabletop basically yeah. was like you know just power armor going into power armor and, and reliving some of the the scenes and, and parts of the book and the law onto the, the tabletop, which is what we what we what we wanted to do. Yeah, well, that's the magic of the game, ain't it? The the sort oh, of yeah. the visual narrative or the the mental narrative you build up when playing. Mm. So, all right, moving away from that a little bit, let's let's dive a little bit more into your your actual competitive play. You know, your forty k competitive gaming. What was it that took you from you know as you've talked about playing with your mates in like your local gaming group and thinking you know what i want to i want to you know do some itc i want to you know develop yeah. as a as a you know as a good strong player what brought you there tank okay. literally yeah. it was tank um, <laughs> in, in my local gaming store uh we were kind of like we always did like doubles and stuff like that and we had a, someone couldn't make it and tank was in the store and uh I believe he'd like uh, the store manager told him off. Oh, message down on Facebook, you know, you can talk about what you're doing. And, and then the next minute, phew, my my inbox is lighting up. He's like, "What have you got? Okay, what synergies? Oh, you can do this, you can do that." It's like, "Whoa, I've not even, even thought of kind of like this kind of <laughs> stuff in my world." You know, like different because at seven they had like the um, the set detachments. Which if you had that detachment, you got like certain buffs for being in that detachment, right. not just like command points that like we do now. You got yeah. all sorts of different things like. Uh, maybe advancing charges or um, I know there was a, the Forge World one with the crib disc where you could get out of your vehicle and charge which you couldn't do in 7th you could only either stay in yeah. and hope you don't blow up or whatnot, or yeah. you get out and you, and you cross your fingers basically so um, yeah he, he fully introduced me onto like the competitive side of things and how to like optimise your stuff and optimise your, uh, your your gaming and, and learn and just look at the look into the synergies a bit more and try and be a bit more um, clever and think about how, how you're building your lists. Yeah, uh, okay, so that, that's pretty interesting. Uh, for, for anyone listening, 
Tank obviously yeah. wrote the uh, the winning list for the Elvin Open recently, didn't he? So he did, he did, and uh, yeah, I've had a little helping hand with him on that as well. So okay. he's, 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 yeah, he's giving me, he has given me some credit, so I'm not just kind of like tooting my own horn here. He has been on a few <laughs> uh, few interviews and said it, but yeah, we uh, really good friends, obviously from, yeah. from that introduction. Uh, we just kept kept in touch, kept thinking, tinkering, like what we can do. Oh, let's get to talk. Let's try a tournament out. That'd be cool. And we both were off. We went and that head straight down that rabbit hole. We, we continued. Yeah. And um, from there, we just built up a really good friendship and we hang out, play at local gaming stores or at each other's houses with our setups. And that's awesome. He basically just like, Let's let's go to. I think the first tournament I ever went to was in Derby, which is again my geography of the UK is gonna be terrible. I think that was around the around like Nottingham, set like middle of middle of the UK. Yeah, here. yeah. And um, yeah, that that was it. It kind of like a couple of us went down, got the weekend there, and, and that was it. I went with. Uh, what did I go? With? I think I took Black Legion. You know. Okay. Uh, and they had like my world eats models in in that list. I was just like chucking everything together to see what I can do. But I had like I'm sure I had like, a Baden and the Terminator bomb that could come in one yeah. time, you know, plasma terminators and stuff like that. So yeah, and, and um, didn't do too well. <laughs> Not gonna lie, a bit wet behind the ears. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a learning experience though. Like um, you can be. Definitely. Like a strong player in your, you know, in your local gaming store amongst yeah. your buddies, you you might win, you know, most of your games. But once once you hit that tournament, even like a local RTT, where it's you know maybe outside of your normal comfort zone, and you, yeah. you're introduced to other players, maybe more experienced players or someone who just happens to have, you know, like a much more meta list. It's it's just a different world. It's it's a it's a level up, isn't it? It's you're it, facing it the next boss. Yeah, it, it definitely is, uh, and I wouldn't want to. I'd, I'd recommend everyone to kind of try it and, and take like your your army, your world eaters, or whatever you take fancy at that point uh, that you're building towards. I, I'd definitely give it a whirl because some of the, the best games I've had playing 40k are at tournaments against some of like the best players um, in in like especially the UK or even the world with some of the tournaments I've gone to. Yeah. Uh, and you, and you, you can mess up. Like I'm not going to, like, as I mentioned before, I'm definitely not like a, a, a Don Houston or, or a Nick. Like I, I see myself, and I had like three and two, four and one. Is like kind of my average at, at right. tournaments with my armies. Um, but sometimes when you just go with a fresh idea and it just doesn't work, you can have a horrible weekend. But like just get, you got to get back on that saddle and, and give it another go, or, or just tweak it and, and change it. Just get the reps in. You know, yeah, you really have to. Yeah, the the competitive playstyle it's not for everyone. I mean, I'll, I'll, no. I'll grant that. But I, when I first got back into forty k, I wasn't interested in it. I was, I, you know, I want to play just friendly games. I want to, you know, you know, tell a story with the game. And then um, I don't know. I think some face. I, you know what? It might actually have been Hellstorm Gaming when I uh, started watching, you know, watching those and seeing the the higher level play. And I thought. Okay, this this is pretty interesting, and um, yeah. I you know I p- people I play with locally weren't particularly interested in it, so I signed up for an RTT. Uh, and about, off you went. <laughs> yeah, and I loved it, and I I got yeah. my ass handed to me. Um, <laughs> like I you know I I took pure world eaters. I I mean I didn't do terribly in the games themselves, but I lost. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I went two for one. Uh, sorry, one for two. Um, 
and and my, you got you got a win there. Yeah, that's, and like, then after you like three, you know that's kind of that's, that's acceptable. Yeah, Definitely. but like my 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 losses were they were pretty bad losses. I mean, there was yeah. like, you know, the victory I got in my first one, I think was against someone who it was also their first tournament and possibly their first game of 40 K quite frankly. Um, yeah. But, but after that I was like, okay, how can I do better next time? And then after that time, how can I do better again? And the way you think about the game, it's a, uh, you know, not, uh, you know, because there's always the stigma of the win at all costs, like the whack play. And it's not that. Yeah. It's how can I do better? How can I give my opponent the honor of if they beat me, it was, it was a, it was a hard match. And if I beat them, it was, you know, it was a good, good win for me. Like, yeah, I think some of the best players, um, do you get like the, the whack tag unfairly, yes. like kind of added to, like attached to them? Because, from what what I found and what what I like advice I give to people uh, wanting to go to tournaments, like the best players, whilst they may like do you over and absolutely crush you with like how how they play the game, how they're thinking, like two turns, two three turns ahead of how where they want their army to be and stuff like that, you you will learn a lot from them. And I always found like I I bumped into the WAC players further into like the middle of the tournament. Say if you're yeah. at GT or something, you kinda of like around the middle, you've maybe won two, lost two, and you got that final game trying to trying to push for that like three and two record yeah. or something like that. That's when you can really get get like uh bump into in into the uh into those kind of like games yeah. and stuff like that. But like, again I wouldn't um I gotta touch on this in a bit, but I wouldn't let put that off anyone, like because the experience in the whole is you just gotta be yourself when you're playing there and just be honest and yeah. just play list and, and just try and if it if it does come across like that, just ignore it and just you know, play to play to how you always play, basically. Just don't change because you're in a tournament and you're trying to get the win. Just 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 have fun with it, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Like everything I've heard from you know, from other other YouTube channels and people is a lot of the the very best 40k players mm. like your, your, your Nick Nanavati or, or your Don Hoosen or uh, Jim Vessel yeah. any of the, the what the the consensus I hear is that these players yes they will wreck you in a game they will they will walk all over you but afterwards they'll hold your hand they're doing it. yeah yeah and in a lot of cases you know um, I think it was uh, Sean Naden talking once where he's like you know if I'm playing someone who's newer to the game or is obviously not going to challenge me I will st- I will turn it down a bit I will help them out I'll talk them through I mean I'll still win but you know we, we, I'm not going to not going to stomp someone just because I can and it's like um, I don't know what kind of music you're into and what you grew up on, but you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big metalhead. And for me, as a teenager and as a younger man, when you're in the mosh pit, you knock someone down, but you pick them back up afterwards, yeah, right? I've been in a few mosh pits myself, right? Um, <laughs> you just do that, don't you? Or if, you, if someone knocks you over, everyone around the, the pit or whoever's you're know, picking you back up, and yeah. that's what the guys do there in, in the scene. Like, I don't know, um, how it is in, over there in the US because. The UK is so small compared to right. the guys with like kind of like the area and stuff and like where tournaments being held. But I'm quite lucky in Manchester where we've got Element Games, which is a huge kind of like yeah. um, hobby hobby stockist. But they also have the gaming center, which can hold like GTs up to like, I think up to about ninety odd people, maybe a hundred. Okay. And because of how like small the UK is, we it's we get the best of the best. So, like you. Um, 
Anthony Chews, your, uh, your Manage, your, your, Manis, your yeah. Harrisons, and all these other people that are just as good that are aiming for like Team England or practicing yeah. or trying out for Team England are there every single time. And it's not like once a month where you might, and again, I don't know how it is in the, U- in the US with getting like all the best players going to like every, every single GT every week, every month, sorry. You can have all these guys turning up twice a month at Element. Right. Um, you, you're just like, in there learning and just like honing your own skills and like like learning your list whilst also learning from these guys as well, which is, which is cool. Cause you get to hang out, chat with them and, and really like make those, those friendships, which is, which is always good. I think, yeah, I think that's very much, um, almost not, I wouldn't say a UK meta thing because there's certainly aspects of that here, but it tends to be in like, um, where there's several large urban areas or, po- you know, population, mm. you know, like, um, California's probably got like its own kind of sub meta. I believe like certain parts of, uh, Canada may have it, uh, you know, around the Toronto area because there's a lot of strong players in, you know, okay. if up north of the border. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm guessing on the East Coast, like that kind of New York, New Jersey, up to Boston, there's probably like a, you know, where if you want to go to a GT and it's an hour, maybe two hour drive, whereas then there's areas like where I'm in, where if I want to go to just a rogue trader, I've got a, I've got, it's a, you know, I've got an hour and a half drive. I'm, oh, I'm not, okay. I'm not GT in every month. So yeah, yeah. There's a, go ahead, mate. No, no, it just, it just shows like, you know, from what you, exactly what you say there, like you might not be able to get to every, every event or every big, big event. So, um, that's kind of like with, with regards to myself, like you, you just learn kind of like so much from, from these kind of tournaments if you can get to them. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's a no brainer really for me. If you yeah. want to get into the competitive side, like yeah. find your, find a place where you can go and have like multiple tournaments and just like, familiarize with the location the people that turn up and you will make some great friends like like i say like some of the some people i've met now who i call close friends like tank um like really close friends so i've done from from going to these events going on adventures and stuff like that so yeah yeah couldn't recommend it enough basically yeah i yeah i've I've been i've been a strong proponent of a competitive 40k and you know for anyone listening obviously when it's uh you know safe in wherever you are in the world you know we've got i I, i'm not playing anything um outside of uh a couple games with some buddies who i'm around at work with anyway but i'm not going to tournaments right now until until it's a lot safer to do so but once that is safe in your area uh people listening you you should you should give it at least one try. Yeah, definitely. And you don't have to go in there with what you believe is like the the best list you can think of, or right. you might like get like a net list where a lot of people will put their host their list or their tournament results, and people will copy the list. Yeah. Like um, we set ourselves in 2019, like single faction challenge, and yes. I took on pure Chaos Space Marines. I couldn't, for a whole year of going to tournaments, I couldn't mix Thousand Sons or Death Guard or Demons in with my game. So you've really played like on hard mode, but it it was fun as well. It was a fun challenge. I won't lie, there was some tough results, but you had to, again, like take those on the chin. Yeah. Um, And just see how you can get on. I mean, I think I ended up fourth or fifth 2019 in the ITC uh, season for, for Chaos pure chaos space marines in the world so uh little, little things like that can just give you a little bit of like a like like a, a nudge to oh, let, let me you know i could be 
best of this faction if I try my best and I just keep playing exactly. and playing this style. Um, or you can go the other route, which is something I also love to do, uh, which which is painting and, and trying to just go uh, and enjoy the hobby side of it. So go and get in the best painted awards and right. stuff like that, which is which is another thing I, I highly recommend because standing up in front of everyone, having your name called out at like Warhammer World, it's pretty cool when you have yeah. a picture taken. I won't lie, and your army's been voted the best one, best one there. So, um, yeah, either way you look at it, just the main thing is is always just have have fun when you have your have your tournaments. Exactly. And all right, so leading on from that, aside from Hellstorm, aside because I know I know you have your Hellstorm tournament events. What what is yeah. the best event you've been to that that just had everything you wanted? Yeah. Well, I, I put down three for this, so okay. I couldn't really say what the best one was because these three had had just certain things, certain aspects which just made it a little bit different. So um, the first one, I've already touched on it, uh, was was any event that I can go to that is at Element Games just because of how convenient it is, Jamie. Mm-hmm. It is just down the road from me. And right. I can go to a JT, GT, I can go home, I can sleep in my own bed, eat and, and just, you know, and go back the next day and, and just be refreshed and not have to worry about where I'm sleeping or hotels and stuff like that. And not only that, because it's on my doorstep, I can hang out with some of the, the best guys in the UK and just, just learn so much by going just down the road to, to, my, to my local gaming store, really. So That's the dream, the, ain't it? It, it? it attracts the best players because, it, yeah, exactly, it's the dream because it's one of the bigger places or bar like the LGT or some other places that are doing some, some big tournaments now in the UK um, it is up there with like you're, you're going to get the best players going because they can yeah you know, get the, the space for you basically yeah. it's always always the issue over here so yeah Element Games anything there um, I'll, I'll jump on it I just, just mainly that's probably because of the location though so event wise location Element Games is super convenient for me yeah uh, I loved Vegas, man. Oh, Vegas, <laughs> baby. LVO was was something else. Like it's it's the World Cup for for single player tournaments. Exactly, it is yeah. In my eyes, and and it's the end of the i. It was the end of the ITC t- season. So if you are looking to push that competitive edge inside you, then if you can go, then that's where you're going to get some big points. You're going to uh, test yourself to the limit because. The whole world, like the best players in the world, if they can, are, are going there, and you know it's the, the, the location, the gaming hall, the tables. It's it's just a great expo. It's like not just forty k that's there. There's AOS, there's all sorts of different gaming systems. Um, I think I finished the singles and then went on to the doubles with Tank, uh, the Long War doubles. You know, by, yes. uh, and Kenny Boucher and stuff. So oh, big, awesome! Big, big Kenny fan. So getting to get a picture of him, like that was like my. Uh, like you know like nerding out there like your dog let me tell you if there's one thing i could do for my youtube channel for for myself it would be to have kenny's voice because there's something about his voice that i i don't know i if i could speak like that i'd be set for life it's gotta be just like producing money that voice of oh his God, like yeah. you know he just speaks and it's like a ching yes. he's, he's, he's an absolute incredible artist as well oh so my see goodness some of this, yes stuff, his merch and stuff is insane and also his, his painting as well yeah. so um but and, and as well with LVO like the social side of things is epic I went from having like beers with and I wasn't part of Hellstorm at this point right. I was just a, an average like lad with tank with our backpacks just going for it 
going for an adventure and seeing what we can do. Um, we, we'd met Mikey, obviously at the, uh, the SN, and yeah. we were kind of promoting Hellstorm Master over there. So we had some shirts on and stuff, but we weren't part of the team. So we went from having like beers with like Stig, uh, Lawrence and Bone from the tabletop oh, tactics wow. guys, uh, to hanging out with some of the best ITC players at the time. So like Tank and I were sat eating breakfast at the Bellagio with Nick Nanavati, uh, who was second at, at that point. Yeah. Mike Porter, who was first at the time from the UK, and also Alex Harrison, who was up there in the top 10 at the time. He finished second after losing in the final yeah. in the whole season. So we're sat there, like, eating breakfast, like, what the hell are we <laughs> doing here, man? It's like, this is crazy. But they're, they're all, like, all six of those people I just named, and even more, are, are really good friends of mine now and, and yeah. Tank as well. So, you know, you just, it's, it's just such a cool hobby to be in and, and just making friends and that. It, even though it's competitive, you can still have such a great laugh there. And like I say, by making those friends as well, um, in, in that kind of scenario. So yeah, yeah. LVO really opened my eyes and, and also gave me that stepping stone and platform into Hellstorm. So when we got back, uh, from LVO, Mikey was like, yo, Tank, yo, Danny, do you want to come on and have <laughs> a team? So we're like, hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> Third was uh, where uh, SM Battle Reports No Retreat. Right. So this is uh, so we've gone from the location, we've gone from the competitive to uh, the two of the best ones there, to the kind of the, the hobby. What I thought was the best experience from the hobby standpoint, and that was the guys uh, uh, Nick and uh, Nick and um, Stephen, all, all the guys there, just uh, Pardo and that, are just just incredible guys. Good good fun and yeah. the invitational that you get. So. For anyone that doesn't know, they do two big tournaments, in, uh, international tournaments, one where it's like a bit of a GT, any, anyone can apply and, or get a ticket and you, you go, you book your hotel and stuff. But the, the no retreat is a little bit special because you have to kind of like, uh, like a job interview, you have to send in an application form with who you are, what you, know, what you do in the hobby or how you got into the hobby, a bit about you. And... Um, and pictures of your army and then they're picking the best armies that out of all the applicants and who they think will gel well and who they think will, will be like they don't want those whack players but they also yeah. want some really good players like Lawrence from Tabletop he is a, a top player and he's won that event numerous times Simple, which yeah. also shows that whilst he's a great player he's also got a great attitude and he's great to be around so yeah. they'll keep inviting him as long as he applies and he's, he's available so um, yeah the, the the boards, everything they put on. Um, I got quite lucky with my invite. I won't lie. Uh, tank, we painted Tank's army for the UK Warhammer Games Workshop finals. Right. And I chipped in with that. And his army got nominated for best army in, in that tournament. Okay. So, um, Pardo speak was Mikey was there and we, we bumped into Mikey, Mikey at the time, but again, we didn't know him. So, yeah. uh, didn't, didn't speak to him or anything like that. Uh, but actually Pardo asked Mikey, um, what does he think of, you know, Tank's army? Cause he applied for it and he, he applied for us, uh, no retreat. And obviously Mikey was there to, to have a look at it and see it in the cabinets and all the lights. So Tank got the, the invite and then I was on the reserves and thankfully because I said to Tank, you know, I'm just going to come to the rock. I'm going to come to Gibraltar and have a holiday with you, man. I'll just hang, I'll go around. I'll do whatever. Um, there's the med steps, which is a brutal climb up to the very top of the rock. Right. Um, I'll just go do stuff like that while she play. And uh, I'll you know, apply. And if anyone drops out, you know, everyone got my army there. And, uh, luckily, like probably a week or two before the event started, uh, they got in touch with me and said, yeah, we've got to drop out. You know, want to give you the spot. So 
boom. That was, uh, that's awesome. But I had to take the Custodes, though, so um, that's another army I have. Uh, right. Because the World Eaters were my first army. I won't lie, <laughs> Jamie. I had, I've tested some some themes out, and so, like, the, none of the bases were the same. So I had like, some swamp <laughs> bases. I had some uh, grassland bases. I had some, like, scorched desert bases. And, yeah. You know, kind of like that immersion. You, you, you want they, – they're looking for kind of like um, – for everything to to match or yes. to have like a uniform kind of like layout and look, so yeah, there's no way I was taking those those boys, but the, thankfully the, the custodians allowed me to, to yeah. sneak in and have, have a have a great event. Um, and oh, another thing, what they do with these, so they really look after you uh, for the no retreat events, and like we got picked up from the airport by them, uh, the hotel, the food, the catering is all sorted there, and, and they put on they don't put on uh, kind of like tours of the island the, 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 but uh, they will get stuff in place that if you want to it's super easy for you to go on a tour around go into the like, there's a place called St. Michael's Cave where there's a lot of history and lore about how the monkeys got onto the, uh, the onto Gibraltar onto the rock and stuff okay. like that so it's a lot of cool lot of cool stuff that you can go and um, have a look at in between in, the, in between the event itself yeah it's a uh... I, I've I've always been a fan of SN, and um, I, I want to say it was possibly the the um, that that video, the first video for, on Hellstorm, which had you and Tank in it, and, oh, and that shit. kind of brought me into uh, to SN as well. And man, I'll tell you something about that. I, I was such a nervous wreck, and Mike, you can confirm this. When like I, I'm not good with being up in front of groups of people or just in front of people I don't really know so right. knowing in the back of my head and that's eased as I've been doing more and more back reps I've become more comfortable with it and hopefully that people will see that when, when they enjoy the, the, the content we create yeah. but that, that very first like moment I was like a shivering wreck I was doing like, <laughs> heart palpitations I had a proper sweat on and even though we had the air con on and everything I was stuttering away i was freaking out i couldn't think of anything to do with my list and i'm pretty sure if you if you can go back and watch that you will see the amount of editing like he has to do when i go through the list <laughs> it's unreal the guy uh, yeah definitely saved me on, on that one well that's i'm gonna definitely find that video and it's definitely going to be linked to the description for this now so yeah, <laughs> anyone who wants be. to go and see you uh shitting bricks they can do oh, so definitely. i mean it gets easier as, as it starts to go on because you do then realize when you're making this kind of content that you just got to ignore the camera yes but that first kind of like stint where tank did his list and he absolutely smashed it as well he crushed it and i'm thinking okay you're a lot more confident than me and that just made it even worse that he just breezed <laughs> through it did all these like warlord traits all these relics or whatever it was and i'm just like okay i've got this, this and then it's overthinking it um yeah it wasn't good but that was the first <laughs> back rep. so yeah sn there's a place in my heart with the no retreat uh, for, for my favorite tournaments because not only did I go to a great event where there was just ridiculous painting skill on, on, on yeah. display, also that was the, the stepping stone into chatting with Mikey, hanging out with Mikey more back home, and then getting into getting into Hellstorm. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me uh, let me change change pace here a little bit. I want to want to focus a little bit more on some world eaters stuff. So <laughs> let me ask you. You know, obviously, you're a competitive player. You're, you're a hobbyist. You, you you love the game. What would it take to get you 
to to play a pure world eaters list or even a majority world eaters list you know with some word bearers allies or demons or something as your main itc army for you know when it's appropriate to do so you know this season next season whenever what would you need from a codex from a model selection any of that stuff what would you want dan I, I just need this goddamn pandemic to end. <laughs> that, that is all I need, guys, because uh, as I took, uh, mentioned uh, earlier, I like to set myself a challenge and uh, with, with the 2019 season, obviously 2020 was a, was a write-off. Yeah. I was challenged to just do as best as I could with Chaos Space Marines. And while some of the guys in the team uh, kind of like, dipped in and out like Mikey stayed uh, he was pure space marines before space marines were good and then yeah. had such a hard time trying to like become the best of his faction because of like 2.0 the codex came out and then boom everyone was jumping on it uh, but for me um, have, having that challenge really made made it interesting and it's what I want to do again so we'd set it for 2020 that I would um Take world eaters. He, he challenged oh. me. He's like, Dan. He's like, he knew I was painting my custodies just as a as a hobby love because that's what gets me those those hobby like painting tokens that I mentioned. Is the custodies? I put like a lot of time yeah. and effort into that. Not say I don't with the world eaters, but I put like a lot more time into the other stuff because yeah. just the model count so short and small. Um, but he said, like, just just twenty twenty. Let's see how well you can do with the world eaters. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take that on. I'll take that on. I'll take it to a few. But if I start like not enjoying it i can't promise you yeah. how how long i'll stick at it for but it kind of stayed in my mind and um, practicing a lot more with tabletop simulator which has been a, a blessing in, um and i'm practicing a lot more just cornless so um some of the bat reps people aren't happy when uh, you mix in like different legions with different marks of chaos, yeah. chaos and stuff like that and even though you try and say you're trying to make it a little bit competitive like endless cacophony is so good yeah yeah um, <laughs> and i know you've spoken about that previously so i've listened uh like some of your, the uh the bits you got on yeah on youtube as well and like it's so good like it, it's crazy not to take it so yes i understand so when, when you get in that competitive mind frame trying to not include stuff that is maximizing your chances of winning it, it's really really hard so you've got to like go from scratch and i like, start again from like the drawing board so to speak so yeah it's not going to take much mate uh i'm hopefully going to be adding some new units as soon as that codex drops and yeah. need to see what's what's going on there. absolutely because it freaks me out and it drives me insane that Space Marines, even the old school Space Marines, have two wounds and we're sat here. Yeah. Oh, one. I know. I know. <laughs> the pain is real. It's, uh, yeah, I, I understand. And, you know, talking about the upcoming codex, like, I, I'm just so hesitant to spend any money on anything because, yeah. like, I've, you know, I've got plenty of hobby work I need to be doing. Don't get me wrong. But you, we all, every 40k player, everyone listening to this, they feel that, you know, that, that, that burning in their pocket. It's like, I want to buy some plastic crack. I want to buy, you know, a, a brass scorpion or I want to buy a new squad of, uh, I want to kit bash some awesome berserkers. We've all got something that we, we we want we need that that like kind of adrenaline rush from buying something and yeah. i i'm not because i don't know what direction i want to take my list in you you you've got no idea what you know what's going to be good other than two wounds but 
it's possible that you know uh, berserkers lose their fight twice ability. Not I'm going to run berserkers no matter what, but yeah. it will change the way I play them. Like what sort of transports I bring, what HQs I bring. You know, it's a. Uh, the, the only thing we've got at the moment is the compendium where we can look at Forge World yeah. stuff. And like, so I grabbed a couple of uh, Blood Sorcerers. They, yeah. They're painted. They're going to be coming. When I can get over to the studio, they're probably going to be um, in the list ready to ready to go against uh, Mikey and, or whoever. It probably will be Mikey because we can't have too many people yeah. in the studio. Um, so that's like something looking at like what we can pick from there. But um, yeah, I think we're going to touch on it in, in a moment. Yeah. But there's some stuff that I've got the, uh, my World Eater army is very, uh, it's got a mix of the 30k scheme and then slowly, like, the berserkers start to either paint or their armor red or it's just the blood that covers the yeah. blue. So I've got, like, my berserkers have got, like, the red shoulder pads with white, everything else on their armor. I've got a lot of blue and white and I've got some full red models. Yeah. So it's kind of like a good, like, like a warband more than a legion. Yeah. Which is how so, it should be, really. But there's not that many spiky bits because it having that because the nostalgia was getting into 30k right. wasn't that much. So I've got the Indomitus box set under my bed and the the Marines in there. I'm wanting to make them into something like warped talons or, or okay. some more raptors. They're there waiting to be built. I've mm-hmm. been sat there since the box set came out. The only thing <laughs> I did was unwrap it to get the rule book, yeah. and then it stayed under there. So. There's plans for the World Eaters, for sure, and, and to hopefully get them into tournaments uh, later on in the year. Yeah. But, uh, like, you uh, just need to see what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Well, look, uh, I don't know, you may may not have caught this video, um, but I, I've, I've put out basically an open invitation challenge for this, se- for this ITC season for everyone, okay. and this is regardless of it, if you intentionally enter it or not. But um, anyone who runs a pure, and it's got to be 100% pure, World Eaters list, at the end of this season, so, you know, February next year, basically, um, I'm going to find who the number one pure World Eaters player was, and uh, they're going to win the honor of the bloody hand. It's, it's, you know, it's just like a meme thing, but yes. we, we are going to declare the greatest World Eaters champion. That doesn't matter. You could come nowhere, you know, in the grand scheme of things, depending on how a codex goes for us. Maybe World Eaters will end up being a broken Iron Hands faction. We don't know. Yeah. But I don't care myself. I don't care about where I place, you know, overall ITC or uh, USA Chaos Space Marines. All I care about is my goal this year is to to race to the top as the best World Eaters player just so... I I, I don't know. That's That's for me. Like yeah. so, again, that's, that's, that's an honor as well for yeah. to, to have the bloody hands. So, right, or, or or a human, isn't it? So, um, who's the, the lady? Latara Saren. Yeah, you know she's she's got it. She's there, like absolute badass in the law. Yeah, um, never actually says. Apart from like the memes may state it, but she never actually states in the books. Fire the Urs- is it the Ursula's claw? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that. However, it's still cool to see those memes come out. Oh yeah. Like, and then there's Khan like with the big yeah. <laughs> puppy eyes, like yeah. completely off the script, off the law, but he's like in love with her. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's an honor to have. So whoever whoever gets that from you would be uh, yeah. 
be a true worldies. Yeah, I'm sure. it's yeah, it's it's bragging rights, and that's uh, you know that, that's all that matters to me. But um, well, that, that's it. So so like when I did the Chaos Space Marine, sorry to, to no, go, go ahead. A bit of a tangent. Um, I would have people coming up to me in events, going, "I'm going to not because for a while I was UK number one for yes. Chaos Space Marine player, but um, because we. Because we streamed the LGT and didn't take part, right. the person who was second got such a ginormous buttload of points from being like two and three at that event. Yeah, um, overtook me, and I never, oh. I could never get them. I could never overtake them after oh, that because boy. of either bad luck at events or just not having the bigger, bigger event yeah. to try the to, to draw to you up. those those points back. Yeah, so. Uh, you, you get it. Your people will come up to you. I'm gonna knock your top spot, and you're like, "Oh wow, I want that top you know, Chaos Space Marine yeah. uh, like faction." So yeah, if, if, that'd be cool if people are going and like multiple World Eater players are at uh, you know, a bit of friendly rivalry to see yeah. which, which war band is the best. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely down for for that. Yeah, it's uh, I I just yeah, I want to see World Eaters up there. I I, I want to hear about World Eaters players about people like your name or um. Mark oh, Perry, Mark, he's, yes, he's, he's something else at the yeah. moment. He's been like rewriting the uh, the rules in my eyes when it comes to making like world eaters because he runs like if not pure, he heavily he, you know involved he does yeah he sometimes he runs pure sometimes when he's going for a more competitive angle he runs you've got to run the word bearers um, sorcerer yeah. you for, for world eaters you need that guaranteed warp time or you know ninety nine percent guaranteed. Because you know there is, it's not a hundred percent, but yeah. it's very close. I, and I said that in in, in a bat rep once. I was like, uh, for a world eaters, my latest one actually against yeah. the, the nids, and I, I someone commented like, you mentioned the need for psychers, like not point, like three minutes in, that's it, I'm not watching. Like, <laughs> wow, okay, it's like that's not very like uh, specific to the law, and I'm like, hang on a minute, yeah, in the thirty k, Logar and Angron. Both team up to take yeah. it to Rabute Gulliman, you know. Yeah. So you've it's, got to look at it. I think Armatura, there you go. There's, there's yes. some world eater uh, law for you. Armatura, where they fight together. So, yeah. you know, it's, uh, but that's just the part, part and parcel of making bat rest. So yeah. You please, please everyone. No, you never can. They, yeah. yeah. You're never going to do it. But I mean, you know, uh, as, as a world eaters fan, you know, that's, uh, we appreciate, I tell you right now, we appreciate that you bring them on to Hellstorm. And, you know, like when someone like Bone brings them on to Tabletop Tactics, yeah. it, it's just something, even if it's a, you know, get absolutely wrecked, we just want to see that charge phase. That's all, yeah, that's like, all we care about. How, how I like first like got in touch with yourself, it was, um, I played Toby and his Grey Knights, didn't I? Yes. Uh, on the chat, that's on the, that's behind the, Kind of paywall, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, well, that was like I, I played the balls off that list, I and mean, it wasn't that great. It had like vindicators in it, and at the time, yeah. like raptors weren't the best. No, but, they were you know, that trash. He's helping massively now, but um, yeah, it was. But I still managed to like scrape the not scrape it, but I just with plays and learning, and I think I'll touch on it uh, later on. But yeah. just having like making. Uh, utilizing your, your movement in, in the, like the charge phase and the fight phase, it's just it's just crucial. You, yeah. see, you see that, and I think you, you mentioned it as well. Like just, just learning from those kind of games can really help to take it into your own like hobby and in your own like little kind of gaming groups and stuff like that, which can might 
I'll help you win a few extra games and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so, okay, because you kind of covered it a little bit there, or, or made mention of. So what what do you think the World Eaters need in, in our codex or a supplement, because these war zones look like they're going to introduce supplements, the, the new Warzone Caradon book, I think it's called. So what do you think World Eaters specifically need Rules-wise, uh, maybe whether it's new units or stratagems, warlord traits, what do you think we need that's going to yeah. boost us beyond just add twenty attacks per berserker? Because per berserker, yeah, and like oh, we mentioned the wounds as well. Yes, gonna be, of course, and that's yeah. going to be huge as yeah. well. But um, stratagems-wise, I think in Psychic Awakening we got we got some really good um, stratagems yeah. in my eyes. I think I think some of the stuff we've got in there it is really, really kind of like positive and good for for the world eaters and it makes you and i've, I've used them quite a lot in, in the bat reps it, it does give you an extra little bit of you know armory in your arsenal to yeah. to, to use in the games like the, the six inch uh, kill main burn yeah. six inch consolidation oh. after you fight and if we do keep uh, the fight twice or even fight three times at the stratagem you're going Piling in three, yeah. consolidating six. Piling in three, consolidating six. Piling in three again. <laughs> and and I, I, I'm going to mention it later on as well. Like, don't just because it's three CP, it could be huge. Getting an extra nine inches to make, now, nowadays wrap a tank or something that yeah. might shoot at you, and that's when the two wounds will come in as well, really yes. handy, handy. Because whilst that was great in eighth, that uh, that. Emergency, like that's escape stratagem that you can emergency have disembark. You, yeah. Or, uh, oh no, the, where you can fall uh, back and shoot. Fall back through models, and as long yes, as you don't finish it. an engagement range, you yeah. don't die. So that's that makes it a little bit tricky with try pointing and or kind of like trapping yeah. units, like foot troop units and stuff like that. But if you can still get, like, if you're playing against them, <laughs> yeah. God forbid, a guard player who um, and you've got like a not like a Chimera or a Lehman Rust there, you know, especially if we do get the two wounds and stuff like that, trapping that vehicle to then yeah. beat it up in its own and not being able to get shot at because being able to move through our models really kind of like, oh, yes, this unit with our Berserkers was safe for a turn, just got to get through the fight phase or get charged and deal with that and then we can run amok later on. Now they're yeah. just moving straight through it. So... Um, it makes it a little bit trickier with what how we play uh, our play styles and what we should be looking to prioritize with our with our targeting and like what we're thinking about when we're making those plays or like two three steps ahead. Yeah. Um, so there, this, this stratagems are great. This is what we've got. I think. I think they need to flip the Sanesh and the Sanesh stuff like the demons advance and charge. Right. We really need that. We we should be happy for me. We, we should be having that. Yes, uh, we I should agree. be running up the board, advancing, charging. It is, it's, it is, in my eyes, how like you read the calm the books. He's just chasing after anything. They're all <laughs> you know, giving it, giving it full beans, or they're on you know doing something. But they're always like rage incarnate. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, it makes more sense for me that that we should have that. So maybe as a rule, uh, like going on to the rules side or what we're missing. Definitely having having that over over what we've. I'd take that all day. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, that's what I'd like to see anyway. Yeah. Um, there's. I, I agree. There's there's a need for mobility, whether it's advance and charge, or like the three d six charge, or a, yeah. you know guaranteed six on one of the of the dice in a charge. 
every it, other Luton has this yeah. mixed up with it yeah. <laughs> with regards to getting it into the, to getting the charges off. Whereas we've got great strategies, but we're missing just like one of those that, that you just crucial, like, like that changing it to a six is uh, is bonkers. Basically. Oh yeah, it's so good. And I have tried that before, and I know how how clutch that can come in. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so just like you said, the stratagems on that, and I think one last thing I think we we could do with uh, as as a legion, and maybe maybe another like having some invuls on our fast attacks like raptors in thirty k. I built my raptors to have storm shields, convert that into forty k. Um, you don't, you can't, you can't take them, and you can't. Right. What, it, what it gave you in her- heresy was a five-up pinball in fight phase, I believe, and a six-up in shooting pinball, okay. which, which just made them last a little bit longer. So, yeah. have, having something like that, maybe, but I can't see that really happening. Um, but something I think, and they are taking a lot of um, inspiration from how the gameplay is playing on a whole is from AOS and right. how our corn stuff works in AOS. With the prayers now, yeah. yeah, we've got we've got Dark Apostle that does the odd prayer, but man, the the slaughter priests in, in that game system can just dish out more, and that's what we're missing in the the psychic phase by not having that mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. in our in our lists is um, the ability to pump out an extra couple of mortal wounds here, there, and everywhere uh, in that phase to then soften up the targets in the shooting phase to then make it make the charge phase fight phase a little bit easier for us um being able to make prayers where we can pray to corn and something whether that's just an extra help with the save or an extra move like yes you know stuff like that where you where we have a whole different set of um of abilities like that, like prayers, um, would be huge, mate, and, and yes. it'd be so good, and and it'd be thematic as well, and it would be to the, it's my eyes to the lore as well, like you know, making a sacrifice, taking like D three mortal wounds yeah. or something, yeah. and then you can do something absolutely bonkers, like move move twelve inches, I don't know, um, you know, because Corn be pleased that you've made some sort of sacrifice, you know, um, so I, I really really want to see um, something where it just replaces the psychic phase for us because we yeah. know uh, we hate it and we don't want anything to do with it. Um, but to allow us to be competitive, give us something that can replace it or, or uh, in, in its stead so that we can just maximise what we do whilst we're on the gaming table. Yeah, and, you know, something I've run into talking about that very point, you know, regarding replacing the psychic phase. I, I hear, well... Tau and Necrons, they don't get a psychic phase. And I'm like, well, okay, but Tau, now I know they're in a bad place right now, but yeah. they get, uh, was it Monkar and Kion? Or, uh, so, yeah. so they get like free shenanigans, I believe, in their movement phase. Necrons get, uh, the veil of time or veil, the, the one where they teleport. Um, yeah. they get, they get things that maybe they're not game winning or, you know, critical, but, they, they get ways around. They have occasional access to a deny, uh, deny the witch type deal, just like we do. But we don't, other than prayers, which every Chaos Legion gets, yeah. we don't have that, that blood prayer, that blood sacrifice, the, yeah. the exact thing you're talking about. And whether they implement it as a, you know, in the, in the movement phase, deal D3 mortal wounds to one of your units and, enact this this prayer to corn yeah. or, or something you know 
Definitely, yeah. Like you could have a squad of cultists within six. <laughs> yes. Of, like D six of them, and something like crazy would happen. Yeah. Uh, that's what I want to see because, like, you, and if you look at the new codexes, like Necrons are getting stuff that are like dishing out mortal wounds, but yeah, like it's psychic related, so you can't really, you can't really do anything. You can't, you can't react to those. You just literally, okay, I'm just going to sweep my models off the, yeah. off the board here, uh, and and how. Whilst yeah, you say they're not in not in a good place competitively, you still pretty much get an extra shooting phase yes. in the charge. Yep. <laughs> when yeah. you get in charge, so it's still charging tower. It's still last tower great. I still don't want to deal. There's still a hard people. counter for, yeah, it's for still us. A really hard counter for us. Yeah, really hard. So okay, like let, let, let's drill down a little bit. I know you. We've obviously talked about the two wounds. It, you know, especially on berserkers. Is there anything else you would like to see? For Berserkers particularly, let's imagine uh, GW finally does the unthinkable and says, look, we're new Berserkers. You don't have to kitbash anymore. 20 years in the making. Yeah. 1999. Yeah, they're legally old enough to drink, even in the United States, even in the, yeah. you know, the, the, the crazy Protestant United States where everything is taboo. They can drink alcohol over here. What, what do you, what do you think they need? Whether it's weapon options, uh, stat changes, you know, what what would you like to see our berserkers? What path would they should they go down? Yeah, so the, the easy answer is is again we we talk about the two wounds yes. there, but I, I like the weapon option. I like the the chain axes and the uh, the chain swords at the moment because of what we have with our stratagems. Yeah, uh, being able to like get an extra AP on those yeah. two is is really good and can and like something to think about as well when you're in, in the charge phase, fight phase, sorry, and yeah. you wanna you wanna make sure something dies basically. Yes. Uh, so we have some good stratagems there to help with our weapons. Um I don't think they need anything else because they're like two weapons that you'd expect like a fast moving crazy guy to pick yeah. up. Not like a a cumbersome uh like power fist like yeah the champion can have that one. Yeah. Like, you know it's law wise and fluff wise I think what we have fits weapon-wise for right. berserkers. But yeah, um, having access to advance and charge, if that's not part of our Legion trait, then I would accept a stratagem. I would pay 2CP mm-hmm. for a clutch coming out of a, a, a transport, like a rhino, yeah. getting that moving out, advancing, and then just like hitting the heart of the enemy lines with, with, with like a big unit of berserkers, obviously eight, um, yes. and, and going crazy is what is is what we what they kind of kind of need i think um what about le- sorry go ahead mate yeah no no you, you go so all right i i agree with you i i love the the chain axe chainsword combo has been I, I i delved into pistol axe for a little while but i've i've been strong a strong advocate for the sword axe combo and that's just you know i know like yourself you have a lot of yours already built with pistol yeah. sword and stuff and that's you know we play with the models we've got but for me even though we we absolutely dominate in volume of attacks because we just have a ridiculous amount of attacks we yeah. we're pretty accurate you know three up uh weapon skill and then we have access to a lot of re-rolls whether it's uh the exalted champion for wounds or it's um khan or a lord for hits we yeah. we get the volume and the accuracy and with the stratagem, we can, you know, AP2 is is pretty good. Like, it forces involves in a lot of uh, common, you know, against uh, a lot of units, that three up to a five up. So it's not like a waste of um, efficiency. However, given 
the the strong change in the meta with two two wound uh, loyalist marines. I think, in my opinion, we need access to either a stratagem or like a a prayer or something, even if it's a temporary buff for for two damage weaponry. Be- like now, not necessarily every attack, but like sixes. Uh, unmodified sixes to wound deal two damage. Oh, like uh, corn, the like blood letters. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah, like that. Um, or, or even something like a, uh, you know, one model per eight unit per per eight can take a great axe, like a double handed axe, which does two or three damage. Because one challenge I've found, and and recently this is more theory hammer than actual playing on the tabletop, but I've tried it out a couple of times, like a. Yeah, against myself basically um playing <laughs> well, we, can, we do what we can in the pandemic exactly right, <laughs> right? but is 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 playing my because i run msu uh berserkers like squads of five i've got my a claw and a chainsword and then axes and chainsaws you're hitting those big whether it's your mortarian or a knight or gilliman or anything that you know if you're attacking it you've got to kill it Otherwise, you, you've just thrown away 100 points or 110 yeah. points, whatever it might be. And every every link in the chain works until we hit that damage. Because... I think, uh, I think a prayer would be really good with that. Like right. Clutch, uh, where it's not adding too much to a, a berserker unit that within another legion would benefit even more. Okay, like yeah. You want to keep the berserkers yeah. like, mainly in the world eater. So something where a world eater prayer could help with like that double damage or something. Okay, like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think of that until you until you mentioned it and that kind of like pop, popped into my head, you know, because you will start seeing people like trying to just sneak them off and, you know, we, whilst it does happen, you know, um, uh, maximizing world eaters uh, uh, abilities is what we, is what we want isn't yeah. it so i i think that either a stratagem or a press yeah i i agree with you that locking it within world eaters is for me necessary because you know through eighth edition berserkers have always been a solid unit for chaos but they were a much more solid unit early on as an alpha legion where you could you know put a blob of 20 on the front lines of the enemy turn one charge or you know they, they they've always been better with somebody else. Yeah, not yeah. not necessarily. It's, other than it was, it was the same with uh, for Alpha Legion with, with Noise Marines when you had that ability to um, yeah. to put them in like that. Um, what's the stratagem called now? I should know. Oh, play Alpha Legion infiltrate or no? Um, I I know what. Yeah, someone, oh, yeah. someone can correct us in, in the comments. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you were able to just be nine inches away, move, and then you've got like a, what, a three-inch charge yeah. or something like that. So, yeah, they were being used in, in different legions. So, yeah, something that can to improve Berserkers and to help World Eaters, I'd say, yes, prayer, like prayers that can give us double damage that are World Eater-specific. Uh, I, I mentioned, I, I, I point that at that point, I put down um, I could feel no pain because yeah. now hear me out here I don't think this is going to happen because of what they've done with Death Guard however in the law we are supposed to be that lost to the nails that you really should be putting a bolt round to the back of a, a world eater head you know to finish them off yeah. if you just like if, if and this is what frustrates me at the current situation with, with berserkers or just chaos space marines in general at the moment is a cultist should not be able to kill with an auto gun or a light gun. <laughs> a damn crazy, you know, 
walking death machine. Yes. Um, so whilst I don't, this is me kind of like dreaming here, whilst I don't think we're going to get it, uh, something that can relate to the law where, you know, they're just shrugging off attack or damage and stuff like that and they're still going, you know, still chain axes revving and yeah. missing maybe an arm. You know, that's what you see in the law or yeah. you visualise in the law. It just never plays. <laughs> never see, plays I I remember um, uh, talking about it, but you know, probably about a year ago. For me, because yes, you're exactly right. Once once a, the berserkers lost to the nails, you 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 have to literally they have to die before they stop. Like if they can move, it's like the uh, what is it the 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 Black Knight in Monty Python where he's got his arms and his legs chopped off, but he's still try he's still up for a Barney, you know, he's still up for a. So both both arms and yeah. leg and his I'll bite you. Yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> so I thought, well, okay, the if we if we're gonna go for this kind of narrative loss to the nails, what about this? In the charge phase only, World Eaters Berserkers gain a four up feel no pain. Uh, now obviously this is a year ago, well or well before ninth hit, so obviously Overwatch is less of a thing now. You know, back in the day when okay, I'm charging my berserkers against your Punisher Lehman Ross, you know, I'll, I'll remove just three of them. <laughs> yeah, I just removed them. Now. Yeah. But, you know, obviously with Overwatch being less of a thing, I don't think that's necessarily uh, anything useful for us. But you could also say a four up or a five up feel no pain against psychic powers. You know, yeah. something, two wounds is going to be critical. But yes, they need something that just that extra extra turning of the screw that extra extra little bit of yeah. protection of toughness without making them toughness five or without giving them a five up invuln just a little I, cool thing you know yeah and like on what you mentioned about the, the psychic thing then and, and i know you've you've mentioned this in a video because i listened to it um, right is and you said you did it for like a bit of a fluffy game is them forcing if you are going to suit with world eaters to another legion forcing them to re-roll um the the psychic phase that you passed yourself yes. you've got your <laughs> well i think you said you mentioned you used the stratagem with yeah, yourself i did i denied myself yeah i, I laughed so much of that I'm like should i do that in a battle <laughs> do it all the negativity i'm gonna get <laughs> no <laughs> look but that one guy, that one person that commented about, oh, you're running sorcerers with your world eaters, I'm leaving. You can go back, find that comment, send him a message and say, listen, mate, watch this. You want to see narrative world eaters, watch this, you know? Yeah, click, clip it. Like, I'll, I'll put the timestamp in yeah. there. Just go here and just watch what happens. And yeah. Let me know if, 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 that, if you're cool with that, yeah. Uh, I might have to, you might have to, yeah. I might have to do that, mate. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, I, th I think... That we do need a little more anti-psychic pre uh, presence and or defense, whether it's you know like a like how the was it the sisters of silence and uh, even the tyranids with their shadow in the warp, they can they have that kind of aura of uh, negatively affecting other people's psychic power, and I, I think something like that would would go a long way for us. Yeah, definitely, it would certainly help as a, as a pure faction anyway. Definitely. Yeah. So, all right, let's uh, let's move on a little bit here. Uh, what advice can you give to a, anyone playing any kind of combat army? So we're talking World Eaters, uh, a lot of Tyranid builds, uh, Blood Angels, Space Wolves. You know, these, these, these armies that often rely on the fight phase and the charge phase. What can you tell them if they're, you know, prepping to play in their local meta in a tournament against their buddies, whatever? 
against I, I, I know when I uh, emailed you some like ideas for the questions, I mentioned Space Marines. And Space Marines are still a very strong, powerful, you know, yeah. meta army. But it's more about adapting to the meta. What what as a combat player should you focus on in building your list and how to deal with the ever changing enemies out there? No, this is that's a great question. When you sent it through to me, I um, really kind of like made me think about you know what what type of advice I could give. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't write anything for Space Marine players because that's just playing 40k on easy yeah. mode, and yeah. no time for that. Fair enough, I understand. <laughs> We've got so much, so many busts right now, like with the, the, with the command phase and everything else. That um, it is just just so good being. Yeah. Being uh, that, not that I am, but those guys have it have it a lot easier than anyone else. So yeah. what what I kind of went back to was was our legion and other struggling uh, combat armies, which is just. It goes kind of against the law in a way, but this is because we're, we're working with what we've got. Right. Is to play play a bit more patient and a bit safer, rather than like when I first got into the game, I was getting absolutely slaughtered at my local uh, gaming gaming center with with my buddies because they'd have the gun lines and I'd be going gun ho up the board and yeah. everything out in the open. Like world eaters need to get there, get there fast, and you know get their route one and, and don't care about anything else just let's just see how much damage and how quickly i can put damage out to to the other people and before you know it all your models are packed back up in, in a yeah. case so, um just be a little bit play with a little bit more caution uh, until we see what's in 2.0 then we might change what yeah <laughs> change it, but, um i think the, go ahead mate no, no. Um, I, I was just going to add on that as well. When, when you're thinking if you're playing safe and, and uh, being patient, it's, it's utilizing cover and, and the board. It's playing to, to, to the board as well. Like, uh, can't stress that enough. Like, utilizing cover to hide your stuff and protect it. You really, whether that means like a vehicle might take an extra turn to get out of cover and move around, it beats it being blown off before you get to do anything with it. At least if you move it and you're holding it and you're moving it around like nine, ten inches, at least you're doing something with it rather than just picking it up and putting it back in the box, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> left, out in the open, left out in the open to, to, to the elements. Yeah, that's that's been one of the things that I think that although we haven't had a single change to our rules as world eaters, I mean, that, and, and, and this goes for also for something like Tyranids or some of the other armies that, uh, that aren't space marines, but are combat focused with yeah. ninth edition. We, we, we got smaller boards. We got a kind of recommendation from GW about terrain. There, there wasn't really anything like that. It was everyone used like the, the kind of ITC or the Nova layout. Yeah. Yeah. L shapes in the middle, hills on either side, a forest opposite, you know, now we've kind of got this guidance. It's not enough, but we're seeing, I think from where I've seen, uh, bat reps and people talking, you know, sharing photos, we've got more terrain on the tabletop. This, in you know absolutely helps us combat yeah. players because exactly what you said use that terrain to get your cover to get your uh obscuring where you know you, you, you there's no line of sight or dense cover for the minus one to hit we have to use those to survive across the board because we have one or two turns of of mostly inactivity until yeah. we can meet them and, and come to pieces, right? 
And until, yeah, that, that inactivity is like, until we can get something to like replace the psychic phase for us, we are going to be nine times out of 10 inactive, but at least be safe and be yes. alive to, to, to have that turn two and turn three is, you know, when I first started, there's a bat right where I, I take the world eaters to uh, on, the, on the channel to Mikey and he had the, he had blood ravens, I think, or yeah. whatever he decided they were that day. <laughs> and I, I just wasn't paying, I was just like, wasn't paying attention with my deployment and like a bit wet behind the ears. And I just put everything out in the open and like, boom, that died, boom, that died, boom, yeah. that died. I'm, okay. I've got, I've got like 1200 points turn one to go. Let's try and make a game with this. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think as well, with, with the changes that Ninth have had with regards to going first in that role, you can't, you know, guarantee that the other person is going to give you first turn because that's just not a thing anymore. Yeah. You know, if you, if you win it, you're going first. So right. always err on the side of caution that you might not go first. Like, is a good 50 50 chance you're mm-hmm. not going to go first. You know, if you're against one other person and just, be around for those later, 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 later turns. Yes. I, I, I definitely, I, something I advocate in whenever I'm kind of talking tactics is I, I build my lists to go second mm. or, or to be able to go second or for obviously any world eaters list can go first because you're, you're moving and you're, you're if you're playing competitively, competitively, you're moving into a safe hiding position for the first maybe two turns, you know, before you get that combat. But I I try and make sure I've got everything either in reserves or in transports, you know, rhinos or even a land raider sometimes. And those things can be easily positioned behind an obscuring piece of terrain. So yes, I might lose a rhino or I might take some damage, but that's mitigated. And then if, uh, you know, by going second and having to deal with an enemy shooting phase, Make their shooting phase suck, and and that comes yeah. in the way you build your list, right? And and your use of uh, strategic reserves. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned strategic reserves because that's obviously something that's new to ninth. Mm-hmm. And really, let, we sh- let's not be shy with our CP. No. Um, we it's some great options to put those like big hitting units or something that's going to really assist you with the primary. Um, I'm looking at like I think you might mention it as well, like. Um, the blood slaughterers, yes. like one or two of those having a having um, a lord nearby that's protected yep. that can buff the charge even a further. Six you know, inch charge. These, yeah, they, they move well, but because they're a big unit, yeah. like, again, we go back to that cover and protecting yourself in the in the deployment stage. Um, pop in a few couple of CP to keep those boys off to one side for a turn or two. Um, can, can really pay dividends later on and just have like that cool model that you want to play with. Yeah. Um, available to you yeah yeah if someone misplays and like bully they, they can be there to also like bully a unit if, if if your opponent has left an area like kind of like a, a unit out of position where if you get the boys in from the from the side of the table you know from that strategic reserves you it just gives you an extra element and an extra um kind of weapon to to, to utilize and, and go forward and catch your your opponent off off guard i i think yeah the the strategic reserves is it, it's great for us like i've got you know I've, I've probably got like 20 different lists on my uh battle scribe <laughs> right now but the ones that are you know if i ever get to take to you know especially more like an rtt for some practice sort of 
high level gaming. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, I, I generally am using a combination of native deep strike, like with terminators and stuff and putting those, those big punchy units, whether it's shooting stuff or chargey stuff, it's going in reserves. And then I'm going to have my, you know, like my raptors on the tabletop and, you know, some rhinos or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, that, um, that protection. That protect, yeah, and it's a, it's a good chance as well that even if um, it, it could be something to do with your secondaries that you take, that this unit coming in from strategic reserves can just go into a little bit of cover that's off to one side, yeah. which may, might you might not have had in your deployment zone because right. you're too busy trying to protect your other stuff. Your other big, like your berserkers, maybe they might be on foot or in a rhino. Um, so being able to like just pop in, get your engage on all fronts, or go, you know, have a unit that's going to drop down a small unit that's going to come in and um, deploy scramblers for you or something yes. like that. It doesn't have to. We don't have to. Whilst we are a very, in the law, Achilles army, we butcher everything like in all our kind of like in the Great Crusade, we were just slaughtering yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> We, we again we can't we can't physically uh, match up in on the tabletop to that so we just have to play a little bit it goes back to that a little bit more more cautious so yeah don't think that you need to put it out in the open to make that charge if you feel like you could bring it in from their deployment zone or further up the board in a little bit of cover and then the next turn your movement and, and stuff your charges could, could pay dividends with like turn four and five so yeah. Yeah. No, and it goes back to your, you know, you said a few minutes ago about uh, Marines being easy mode, basically. It's yeah. amazing that world eaters are like such a, such a, you know, bloodthirsty, very simple army in, you know, in the law. Walk yeah. forwards, run forwards, stab it, chop it up, <laughs> keep going, find something else. And if there's nothing else, find your mate and, and start stabbing him. That's, that's yeah. world eaters, right? But on the tabletop, I feel right now, and you know, this won't always be the case because we, we could get great rules that make us easy mode. But right now you have to, we're such a cerebral army. You've got to do that kind of 5D chess, like, like you talked about thinking two, three turns ahead. It's, it's, we have to be so smart to be able to compete with someone who's, you know, sitting on their phone on Instagram and moving uh, their space marines with their other hand, you know, they don't yeah. have to pay attention, and we've got to be like fully invested, right? Full, fully invested, and getting the that, having that experience with with you. Not, maybe not just that list, but with the majority of your list, you might be wanting to take tweaks and test yeah. stuff out. But you know, definitely, uh, you have to you have to be on it. And the only other thing I, I can say of if if you want to be uh, maximizing like a, a close combat army is the the piling to consolidation yes. really taking your time with how you're placing your models don't just go okay make the nine inch charge you're going here 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 think about how you're going to pile in how mm-hmm. you're going to then use maybe that six inch consolidation to wrap round or, or move into a piece of cover again uh, anything that can assist you with keeping the unit around once they've swung because nine times out of ten if you've got squad of berserkers in the midboard or in the other person's deployment zone and they're out in the open they're not going to want them there they're going to kill yes. them and with our with, with what we've got at the moment uh don't want to keep repeating it yeah, but with the, the, the one wound yeah. yeah uh you don't want to be left swinging you know swinging your bits in the wind and <laughs> just watching your, your, your berserkers die the next turn you want to be maximizing because they're 
the points back that you kill you want to be doubling how much how many points you kill the cost of your berserkers at least and that is a hard thing to do so um the strat kill main burn or the stratagem to fight twice uh, or for a third time sorry yeah it, and just yeah while she might not because how it works now with what you declare and getting into charges and stuff you're probably not going to hit anything with those berserkers maybe the second time or the third time they fight but having them in a safe pocket knowing they've just done a job is is, is crucial so yeah really um thinking about taking your time in the fight phase because that is what we do and you really need to be doing that with with full like you mentioned concentration yes and, and so forth yeah it's absolutely vital so okay um where do you think, or where do you hope, rather, that ninth edition, and we're talking competitively here, like you know, like the meta, I guess. Where yeah. where would you like to see ninth edition go? Do you do you think it's you know obviously this is COVID once this is over and done with, but do you think forty k competitively is going to carry on growing, or are we just going to see like kind of like the end of eighth edition where it was Marines, just everybody playing Marines, and you either played Marines or you didn't impact. The, the the scoreboard basically where do you uh, want to it, see it go it, it's hard to say and like looking at some of the codexes that come out like like necrons there's so much play now with with, with those guys and and only losing a couple of wounds a phase and stuff like that that's what we want our bigs like blood uh bloodthirsters to be doing yeah. i know there's there's the exalted that loses eight, right. but eight just too much when you've got a massive katan yeah. or you know something that's only losing three you're kind of like uh, we need it to be on a little bit more on par with that so you yeah. can survive because you can do with enough shenanigans from like sisters you could lose eight wounds in the movement phase by yeah. shooting as they drop down and then it's dead because they just rinse and repeat in the shooting phase so um, <laughs> we, it's uh, it's it's tricky and, and I think um, and it's hard to see say how where it's going but I I, I think that What's going on with tabletop simulator at the moment? If no one knows what that is, it is how we got everyone in the competitive and the kind of like the the teams. Like I know with Team UK and uh, they're doing a hell of a lot of practice with, with with tabletop simulator. I think probably most of the guys in the US are as well. Um, it really helps to have a quick game with your mates or with someone who's practicing a competitive list, and you're fine tuning a lot more. So I think we're going to see people going to events with a lot more experience with their list because you're going to be able to, like I could play you from, you know, the other side of the pond, yeah. you know, you could talk about through and make, you know, go through mistakes or something that you could think about, oh, you should have done this at this stage and you're like, okay, yes, I can take that on board and that advice on board. So I think we're going to get some really good competitive play because of, whilst there's no tournaments, I think people are going to be able to practice a lot more because, Whereas no one would have looked at Tabletop Simulator before. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are adding that into their gaming uh, experience and, and, and getting that kind of like the reps under their belt with, with, with their armies and stuff. And I know I have. I've been able to catch up with, with a few friends at least by, by playing it and I'm thoroughly uh, enjoying it. So Tabletop Simulator, keeping that on and, and fine-tuning lists is, is something I see. Yeah, that's uh, it's interesting you say that because... Um... We uh, obviously had our TTS event a um, couple weeks ago, and we've got another one planned—a uh, big World Eater versus World Eater battle for actually for charity. Um, that oh, nice. coming up in a sort of mid-April, I'm guessing, in about a month's time. But I'm also um, this is currently in our uh, the channel Discord. 
trying to get a, a TTS league going. Now, the the community seems to be favouring a kind of narrative, uh, fluffier league, which that that's fine. I don't know if, if we're going to do um, Crusade or anything. But yep. I myself, I haven't played TTS. Um, I've, I've obviously commentated on it, but yeah, I, as soon as I get time, I'm going to learn it because I, I'm not going to get real games in and I need a game. Like I, yeah. I've got, a, I've just got to make that leap and I've, I've got all the assets. I've built a list in there. It's just finding the time to sit down and, 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 and learn what, what buttons to press in the game. We, 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 we've got to get our hobby fix, haven't we? Yes. Somewhere or another with this pandemic. And, yeah. and that's why Tabletop Simulator has been, been so good for, for everyone in that respect. Um, I think, like you mentioned with the Discord, people are a bit more leaning towards the Crusade kind of, the t- kind of side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to get a lot more new people, I reckon, in the competitive community. I honestly think it will it will grow and continue to grow because um, it's helping out the casual players' experience, so competitive games yes. from their own home. So you might be thinking, oh, you know, I don't really like the idea of going to a competitive tournament scene. However tabletop simulator i've got my, my models i've got what, what i would have taken or what i'm currently building or painting and i can play someone i don't know and then i can kind of like you know see how it goes and see how, how you uh, it's completely different it's not the same ta- you know playing on the tabletop simulator it has its pros it has its cons but yeah. it certainly can help someone get a little bit of a taste for if they might like that and if that person might go actually i quite enjoyed that being that competitive game with someone I didn't know I got you know, we got on really well it's not it's not going to happen every time you might get someone who's blank mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. but you know it might just push them to get that first tournament ticket um, so yeah definitely definitely for me I think it's, yeah uh, gonna, gonna yeah I, I I definitely want to be using TTS for for that competitive stuff like I'll, I'll, I'll run the league for the channel that's there's no issue uh, there but for myself it's all about that that sort of Cutting edge play, the, the, the high level play where you're really forced to think and make split second decisions and see what, what my list does against, you know, a crazy admec list or, uh, yeah. all the Necrons, cause I've still not played against Necrons. I haven't played against anyone really, but, you know, I, I keep hearing about how cool the Necrons are. And I haven't got to play against them since, you know, uh, their new code. I don't know playing against them is cool. It's frustrating. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, yeah. It does, it does come back up. But, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, I've had a, a TTS game against them with um, with, with the Custodies. And, right. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't a great, <laughs> great game, <laughs> um, to say the least. But, you know, it's a learning curve and these, these new codexes that we've not seen before or come up against, you know, you can only go up against them in like your local gaming store or, or, or the tournaments but yeah. tabletop simulator is helping you to get that exposure to them you can like, right now I know I need to tweak, tweak or change things because whilst I can't guarantee I'm going to come up against this exact list if these Necrons are as good as I believe they are mm-hmm. like, just look at what Richard Siegel has been doing with them um, there's a good chance you're going to play against someone with them so yes. you have to have that knowledge or something in your list that can help you counter um, those builds basically yeah okay well let's uh let's go on to pretty much my last question here um mm-hmm. and we're just going to completely you know we're going to get away from the competitive stuff and look dan of all the all the law that you're aware of what is your favorite bit of of world eaters law like what what's the coolest thing the world eaters have done in your opinion Oh, mate, I'm actually smiling right now. 
discuss this because I couldn't just name one <laughs> again. I just couldn't. So well, okay. first, first and foremost is one that I incorporate into games that I have, and that is uh, Khan and his kill counter in his visor. Yes. I absolutely love this. And if you see uh, my original, because i got the four-year-old model and the new model now. My right. original model, his base has all the kill markings. Yeah. So one, two, three, five, one, two, and then of every kill, every skull. So not like a robot, not an ab mech or a necron, but a, a physical skull I know he would have picked up from the battlefield. Um, those markings are on his base to show off, like, yes, he did this to your army last time we yeah. played. I've got extra skulls on there from big name characters, like uh, we mentioned the Grey Knights. He took Drago's head. Oh, yeah. I've got Gazgul Thracker's head on there. Oh, sleep, yeah. I can't. Um, and just any kind of like big character or big like event that he took part in in your game, adding that on. So when you play your friends again, like I've had it, like my original gaming groups buddies have been like, we've got to go after Carb, got to kill Carb. He did this last time. You, <laughs> you, know, you've, can't, you can't be having those markings on. That's just like, you know, uh, like a peacock's foot in its you know, feathers. Yeah. It's like, just look what I did here. So that's that's something that I quite that I like that you can incorporate into your games. It's like showing off his like his trophies and stuff. Yeah. Like just I teasing your opponent, your friends a little bit, where you can be like, and, and that's what Corn wants. Corn wants you know people like Khan to be in the thick of the battle. So yeah. they're going after him. That's brilliant because you know Corn is Corn Corn is it will be happy. Khan will be happy. You'd be happy because you're forcing units over over to Khan and yeah. Right old, right old ding dong. <laughs> um, so that, that's like my first one. Right. Another one that I like in the law is uh, which questions the Forge Worlds team to, to do this, but the fact that he's unscarred around his face, his face is unscarred. Yes. But the alternative head from the mind is battered beyond belief. Yeah. So that's, that, that's a bit of a gripe there rather than a favourite bit of lore. Yeah. That's just something like he is unscarred. His face is not because he's such a good close combat yeah. um, applicant and he is just, you know, his abilities are, are second to none really that he's not seen at the edge of a sword or a blade or, or an axe touch his, his skin when he's been in gladiatorial yeah. pits, which the world eaters do and stuff like that. So and how many times he's faced off against like... Um, uh, Sigismund, when yeah. he used to be best mates, you know, uh, Sigismund decided to wrap his, the Emperor's blade, you know, the blade wrapped with chains because of fighting yep. the can't. Exactly. So to have like, and they're like unhelmeted battles in, in, in the gladiatorial pit. So for him not to have a single nick, yeah. I think that, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Now, um, just let me stop you. One, have you, have you read, uh, Saturnine yet in the Siege of Terror? I've not, no. I've just oh. Terror, no so. one's read it. Oh, I keep, <laughs> I keep wanting to talk to people about, uh, about Siege of Terror. Oh, Was it Dems- does it Dembski Bowden? That- no, this one's a uh, Dan Abner. Dan, I, I, he- I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, it's, it's Dan Abner uh, is Saturnine. Yeah, he he released a clip, like a snippet, didn't he? And it was like Khan leaping over, and I'm sure. Yes. Is it Sigismund fights? Though? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, I know they battle. And that's, yeah. Something that's out there, so that's not spoiler. It's like that. Okay. Released. Well, there's not spoiling anyone. There's a a quick um in uh, I think it's called Templar. It's a you know Imperial Fist short story. Uh, Sigismund remembers his duel with Khan when they were friends, and then in Saturnine, Khan you know he's lost to the nails, and him and Sigismund. Yeah. All right. 
I'll stop, yeah. but yeah, you need to read it, mate. You need to read it. All I, right. I've, got, I've got two more bits of law, and um, yeah. uh, then that, that's me. So, uh, and it kind of talks about, uh, the, again, the heresy, because that's how I got into the right, hobby yeah. and stuff. So, Istvan 3, and it's not a good one for World East Face, but it's when Loken impales Khan onto the front yeah. of a rhino, and the driver, completely oblivious, just, just drives off with Khan kicking and screaming. Yeah. And he's found much later on, like, with the you know, impaled on this rhino, absolutely livid. I thought that was, that's, that's a good, fun little bit. Yeah. Not, not a lot of people remember, or because it's just a quick thing that happens. It's like they're in a crater, Loken lifts him up, and then that's it. He's off. Yeah. <laughs> off he goes. Um, so that, that's a good, good, good bit there that happens in uh, Istvan 3. That I can't remember which book exactly that is because. It's I believe so it's Galaxy in Flames. In Flames. I win. think so, yeah. Right. So, so that's, that's a good one. And, um, the last bit, which is a bit more recent, and I think it might be in Khan's actual standalone book. I'm trying to look on my shelf. Um, is how how much of a badass he is when he's like taking on a badden. So yeah, um, in the red so path. You guys haven't read this. Yeah, it is the red path. Yeah, just before the fall of Cadia, he's like he's gripping his chain axe and he's like you know he's the, he's losing himself to the nails and he's he's thinking I can have a badden, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The champion. I'm I've like, got you, oh, mate. You can you can do this. You can do this. And the only thing that stops him from you know, going because they do. I think they do have a bit of a ding dong. Oh yeah, they, they yeah they they are going, going to it. it. I believe, if my memory is correct, <laughs> does Corn himself not send a bloodthirsty yes. down to yeah. stop? <laughs> yeah, to he sends him to get involved and just be not an understudy, but to just take part in the battle for Cadia yeah. and just to let Abaddon run it and go with him to Cadia, like and try and like entice him to go along and like this is the best for the betterment of the blood god you need to do this and yeah. the fact that a bloodthirster appeared in the middle of the fight <laughs> yes. just to sort this like uh, playground little scrap out yeah. they're having it was it's, it's just yeah what, what about you Jay what's, are any of those tick on any, like your favourite bits of like I, I've literally ticked off about a car now <laughs> yeah favourite bits of law but what's uh, what would you say yours is I, I, well you know, as you say that, like, so the Red Path, my channel's called The Red Path. Now, the books, because it's actually like a series of, like, novellas or short stories, yeah. they're, you know, they're, they're fun for the lore. They're not necessarily the best written stuff, uh, un- unfortunately. But that moment that you just, uh, Bloodthirster, who comes in yeah. and, and he's like, Khan, now stop it. You two, you're, you're, you're going in the same direction, you know, and Abaddon, yeah. you can shut up as well. You need to hold hands and, 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 you know, walk, walk this way and blow up Cadia, please. And it's just so, it is. It, 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 it's not over with Khan. If I remember rightly, Khan's still thinking like, this is, this isn't over. Like, come no. bad and you, you've come here and like, this is, you know, interrupted my, the offerings for the, the, you know, the, the school throne. You know? Yeah. Well, it's, he's it's just killed, um, he's just killed, uh, Lo- I think it's Lozapath, who's like a living saint. Um, yeah. and you know, he's just, he's just wrecked. You know, a whole bunch of Marines and Guard, and he's just killing everyone. You know, it's it's a good book if you want yeah. to read some blood and slaughter. Oh yeah, it's it's pure carnage. Sure. And yeah. then you know, Abaddon shows up and he's like, "All right, kneel before me." You know, I, I need you to go and do this. And Khan's like, "You fucking what, mate? Like, I, yeah. you know, I ain't." He, he doesn't kneel to, does he? No, no he, <laughs> he fights him. They do fight, and um, Abaddon is, you know, obviously there's the whole armless Abaddon kind of like memes, but Abaddon and Khan, and it honestly looks like Abaddon is kind of getting the upper hand. But then yeah, you think, is. okay, 
Khan has literally just slaughtered his way through a planet. So even as an Astartes, he's going to be a bit tired. He needs a bit of a nap, you know. Yeah, and, uh, and, and Abaddon, there's, there's, there's room to shout. There's enough kind of hints to say that Abaddon could very well much be a clone of Horus. Yes, that's, that's mentioned in the uh, oh, like yeah. ancient books. Again, I'm pretty sure it's Dembski Bowden yeah. knocking out of the park. If you yeah. want to read something that's a little bit different, that's, that's still Chaos Space Moon related, like they talk about his physique and his uh, his size. It's yeah. Just, you know, for him to, to a calm to go to 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 start matching Abaddon is yeah. is, is, is pretty impressive. Uh, well, yeah, a, like right. Abaddon is he's he's a he's a huge for an Astartes. He's in you know like relic Terminator plate. He's got a literal Primarch weapon in one hand and a demon sword in the other. He's the favoured of all the Chaos Gods. He's the first murder, isn't it? That's yes, so, that's it. Dragging in the first murder, yeah, yeah. So, and Khan's like, I don't give a sh- I don't care. Come on, we'll do this. Let's do it right now. He's, he's got his own Primark weapon, hasn't he? Yeah. So, you know, he's just like, oh, yeah. What? yeah, come on. <laughs> like, let's do it, mate. And, uh, and like, and then, yeah, the bloodthirster comes in and, and he's like, stop it, kids. It's, that's enough. Grabs yeah, so them by the ears and walks them off. This, this, this aspect of like our, our chat and for, for, for your video and stuff, it's like, how when I'm at a tournament, like, I will go deep into the lore. And if I find someone that's just as like down that rabbit hole as I am, you can just like what we are doing now. You can just go back and forth, back and oh, forth. Oh god, yeah. And before you know it, you've got thirty minutes left, and you still got. You know, <laughs> I know, right? And I, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of the uh, the time here, and I, I want to wrap it up. But yeah, it's like you could just just chat forever, and it's like, well, uh, you know, I've got to make my. I've got to make my movement face. Sorry, mate. I'll, uh, yeah. you know, I'll stop. But yeah. It's, we'll, um, we'll grab a beer afterwards and we'll continue. Exactly, right. Well, look, on that note, Dan, um, because, uh, yeah, we've, we've been recording for almost two hours at this point. So, and there was... Oh, you, got, you got some good editing then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, I might just say sod it and just throw it up like it is. Nah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we were saying, yeah, it probably won't take more than half an hour to record, but apparently no, not. Did, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, look, I'm, I'm going to... We're going to roll this up here, and I just want to thank you very much. Is there anything you want to close with, uh, direct uh, people listening to, you know, Hellstorm and uh, anything like that, anything you want to throw up at the end? Yeah, I want to definitely thank you for, for giving me this opportunity to have a chat with you and, and to take the time to just go through everything like uh, World Eaters and just, just have a bit of a chat. And, and also, to, I hope people will take some insight from this and some like take a bit of, bit of guidance and yeah. learning. Um, you know, again, I, I don't say like a, a Mark Perry in the competitive tournament scene, but uh, Mikey and some of like Tank and I will, will vouch that you know you get you. I kind of know what I'm talking about when it comes I think to, you've got, to, yeah. to playing the game. Uh, so I hope this this can be certainly you know some, some nuggets. And if you want to see some cool plays, you want to go over to the channel and watch our uh, World Eater or Chaos Space Marine, where I've got decent amount of World Eaters yeah. playing against Nids. And there's some big brain plays at the end yes. with what to do when you fail morale and, uh, and stuff. I like love. That. I know what you're talking about there, and I yeah, love that do. that moment. Yeah. Is yeah, epic. Yeah. It, it kind of it blew Mikey's mind. So, yeah. yeah. And it, again, stuff like that just helps us to win those because that was quite clutch. So, yes. Um, I don't want to spoil that, but if you've got the time, please, um, yeah, smash that like and subscribe on for the Red Path and also come give us a, give, see what you fancy, see what you like, if you like the look of uh, Hellstorm and, and uh, hopefully you can, yeah, 
join the uh, join the channel and uh, watch some more chaos uh, back rips. Cool. Well, I, I will definitely have links in the uh, in the description below for Hellstorm uh, for some of their social media and everything. So I would like everyone to go give them a check. Give oh, one. Yeah, a- you can. Uh, sorry, yeah, you, you can inter- uh, rudely interrupt. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Corn cares not. He doesn't. Um, uh, yeah, I'll chuck my uh, Instagram on. I've got quite a lot of uh, my World Eaters models on there. And stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, definitely. Um, and, and yeah, like Mikey's as well. The channels yes. and, and stuff definitely. Uh, would love to. And I'm always open if anyone's got any questions from this. Uh, if, if you're not messaging on the Discord, I'm on Discord in, in, in the Red Path as well, so I'm on there. But you can always fire me a message on uh, on Instagram as well. And I'll do my best to, to get back to you. Sweet, yeah. So the, yeah, we'll put all that. Um, I'll have you message me all the links uh, and everything. But I mean, I've obviously got Hellstorm and your Insta and stuff. But we'll yeah. get in that all that in the uh, description below. And, all that uh, good stuff. Yeah. So everyone, uh, go check out some Hellstorm stuff. Check out Dan's Instagram. Give some likes, some subscribes, some heart reacts, some angry reacts, whatever you got to do. Even if it's a thumbs down on the YouTube, man, the... Uh, the algorithm, God cares not. Algorithms, yeah, they, yeah. they just don't care. And nah. Quan doesn't care either, guys, so yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. It. All right, thanks a lot, Dan. So, and thank you for everyone who's uh, listening Pleasure. to this. And uh, I want everyone to stay healthy, stay safe, and kill Main Burn.